Hey, everybody, and welcome to Concept. I'm your host, Daniel Spencer. And I'm your season-long host, Tracy. And we have a guest with us today. Everybody meet Ben. Hello, hello. Uh, ben, why don't you tell your, uh, tell our listeners a little... Tell, why don't you tell yourself a little bit about our listeners? <laughs> well, Ben, I'm amazing, and you should know that by now. Enough of this anxiety. Wait, can I swear on this podcast? Oh, definitely. Enough of this fucking anxiety bullshit, all right? Get it together. You're great. We both know it. But for the listeners who maybe don't know as much about me as I do, my name's Ben, and I do mainly I do a, a podcast called Back to the Futurama, which is sort of wrapping up right now. Uh, we're just about finished with the series, and then we're going to be on to some bigger and, and better things, I think. But I also have a podcast I did called Any Album You Like, where I watched The Wizard of Oz synced up to different albums that my guests chose, which which was a little bizarre, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, so if you are into the the whole like Dark Side of Oz thing, uh, check it out. It's pretty good. Any album you like was a very great show. Highly recommend Thank checking you. it out. But it was like the the whole idea behind it was so good and it was such a perfect execution. It was definitely like anytime a new episode would drop, it's like, yep, I'm stopping whatever I'm listening to and listening to this. What you call good, I call fever dream come to life. But either way, it was a fun time. <laughs> well, you've seen Wizard of Oz way more times than uh, anyone should now. The fact that you are still... <laughs> able to speak in coherent sentences is impressive to me yeah i did i did the whole thing over the course of about three months so i watched it and that many times and recorded that many episodes all in the span of like three months it was a very weird wow. three months of my life but you had a lot of weird dreams <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i don't know when i'm gonna listen to this album again because i've listened to it <laughs> so many times in prep for this Mm -hmm. I'm definitely burnt the hell out on it. Oh, yeah. No, I have not watched The Wizard of Oz since, and I finished that about a year ago. So, And you never um, will it's again. Just, yeah, maybe not. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's great. I'm surprised I still kind of like it after watching it that many times. But, yeah, uh, yeah I'm just... It's going to be a while before I watch it again. That's fair. So, Ben, why don't you tell us a little bit about your familiarity with the album of Tommy? So, I have never actually listened to this whole album before. Obviously, I'm familiar with Pinball Wizard. You know, I think most everybody is these days. But yeah, I, I wasn't really familiar with the source material, as it were. Like, I think it's only pretty recently that I knew that it was even part of like a concept album like i thought you know it was just here's a song about a, a kid who plays pinball and um yeah for i i i couldn't tell you when but it was pretty recently that i was like oh it's like part of a whole story and concept album and so all that to say i am not familiar with this album with the exception of uh i did listen to up to the song we're talking about today uh, and then this the song itself like i don't know 10 times before i i showed up i came prepared hopefully so perfect so yeah that's that's it i haven't actually listened to the rest of the the album yet so i don't know what even happens to our young protagonist oh, one of the innocent. wonderful maybe keep it that way <laughs> okay let's just go ahead and jump right into the the song then tracy will you hit us with those lyrics yes did you ever see the faces of the children? They get so excited, waking up on Christmas morning, hours before the winter suns ignited. 
They believe in dreams and all they mean, including heaven's generosity, peeping round the door to see what parcels are for free in curiosity. Aw, that's sweet. Describing your typical Christmas, Christmas experience. Time. It's a magical right? time. Everybody loves Christmas time. Like, Tommy's parents are just like, man, don't you love watching kids get excited about stuff? <laughs> don't you love seeing kids just be so excited that they get stuff? Mm-hmm. It's an exciting time, truly. The line, they believe in dreams and all they mean, including heaven's generosity, is like, it's just so hilarious to me. Right. And just like, you give a kid some stuff and they just accept Jesus into their hearts. <laughs> that's definitely how it worked for me. It is implying yeah. that heaven is a dream, too. So that's very good. Yes, uh-huh. that's true. Spoiler alert. That's not at all how it worked out for me. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. Also, parcels. I just love mm. the use of parcels at any point. It is a very good word. It is. It's just fun. It like, makes it feel that much more special. Yeah, we really don't use that word, parcels. We don't. But I really, really, really like it. Like it's a special present. Yeah, I, I feel like it's maybe just a little bit more British. Like, isn't that isn't that something that is just a normal thing in mm-hmm. in yeah. British vocabulary? Probably. We're like, oh yeah, man, probably. it's just it's so special and just so personal and just it's this great. No, it's just British. That's all. Yeah, yeah it's just a British box. <laughs> so let's move on to the chorus. And Tommy doesn't know what day it is. He doesn't know who Jesus was or what praying is. How can he be saved from the eternal grave? All right. I don't want to go off on a long rant about religion. (laughs) Yeah. But this is just like the whole thought, the whole thing of this song is his parents are like, oh, man, Tommy doesn't understand Jesus. Mm -hmm. So he's just fucked. He's going to go to hell. But... There is, I know you don't want to get too far into this, but there is the concept of, in, and pretty sure in like Catholicism and probably like most Christianity, but if a person can't, doesn't have access to like religion, like they don't have a way to receive it, then they're kind of automatically forgiven, according to mm-hmm. my Catholic upbringing. Uh, former Catholic, I'm no longer Catholic. Anyway. But oh, did you finally go Presbyterian? <laughs> yes, I only eat fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so it's it's like if he can't, you know, access religion in church, like he'll be fine according to the religion. So it's kind of a moot worry. Right. But his parents are still very, very concerned about his soul and his afterlife because let's not give a shit about how things are going in his his actual life. life. Let's be more worried about what will happen down the road when he dies. That's some pretty big uh, Christmas mood, I think. Like, (laughs) yay, all the kids are opening up presents and everything's great. Also, my son is is damned to hell for all eternity. (laughs) It's kind of a big, kind of a big swing. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. It is. Uh, Let's move on to the next verse. Doesn't get better. Surrounded by his friends, he sits so silently and unaware of anything. 
Playing poxy pinball picks his nose and smiles and pokes his tongue at everything. I believe in love, but how can men who've never seen light be enlightened? Only if he's cured will his spirit's future level ever heighten. I have so many questions. Same. Okay. So, Ben, let's start off with your questions. Okay. So, my first question is that we are so far up to this point in this song we have been told that he just has no hope because he is unable to hear and understand Jesus and therefore he's damned to hell. But also he seems to have friends. So where where did those friends come from? That's what I want to know. Right. If he's sitting silently and unaware of things, how does he have friends? Right. Like, so is my question is, is it sort of like when, you know, you're, you're just like a really young kid and you don't really have a concept of of friends and so anybody your parents set you up on a play date with is just your friend or is it is this actually like he somehow can't find jesus but he can find friends just fine oh like i was just kind of listening to this song like yeah okay whatever then he suddenly has friends and i got very confused i always kind of assumed that it was like like if you go if you take it, your kid to daycare or whatever and drop them off and then come back and they're around any other kids, you'll be like, oh, you made friends. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me to be kind of a hallmark of this. They don't really care about Tommy as a person. So they're just like, oh, he's around these. These people are around him. These other kids. So they're his friends. Okay. We can say that they're his friends. Okay. I'm- because they don't put in any sort of effort. Like, they just assume they don't really think about it. Okay. I think I can buy that. Like, there are other kids who don't actively hate him. So that, mm-hmm. like, by some default position, that they are friends. I, I think I can right. I think I can buy that. Okay. And then I believe in love, but how can men who've never seen light be enlightened is just just ugh. Yeah. The last line too, only if he's cured will his spirit's future level ever heighten. Like what kind of awful cruel mm. God do you believe in that is going to damn a child to hell because they can't read the Bible? Like what? Right. <laughs> or they can't hear a priest. It's they can't hear the word of the Lord. The holy so. word of the Lord. Mm-hmm. I do have a question about this story in general. What time frame are we talking about here? Like, what year is this Christmas? Um, do we know? So this song is right after the Hawker. So he's old enough that someone, uh, a pimp, can come up to him and say, "Hey, you should, you should sleep with this woman. She'll make you see." A rite of passage for us all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> to have a man come up to you and try to. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. We don't really have a specific time frame. And honestly, the time kind of jumps around throughout the whole album. I mean, it's probably the late 1920s. Okay. I was just wondering because. So in college, I took a, a semester of American Sign Language. And so we learned sort of about the history of the deaf community and the idea that before sign language had become a thing, just sort of the the general feelings on deaf kids and deaf people was that they were basically just kind of useless and hopeless. I had a lot of thoughts about that while I was listening to this, just this like, Mm -hmm. and and, you know, I I realize that if you are both deaf and blind, you're going to have, you know, a a difficult 
time in general. But that sort of feeling of like, oh, well, you know, my kid can't hear. So he's useless and hopeless. And like, he's just gonna spend his life being those things. And then that's it. And so, yeah, so I was just kind of curious about the time frame of this and whether or not that really uh, was a, a factor in sort of, you know, this this dad's feelings on uh, on his deaf and blind son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it really shows like that super fits in with how his parents think of Tommy. Like the second line, basically, I mean, sitting, picking his nose, smiling and poking his tongue at everything. Like it paints this picture. I mean, those are normal kid things, really. <laughs> right. But just of how they think of him unaware of everything, sitting silently, you know, he can't be saved or go to heaven. So he's useless is kind of how they see him. And they're dismissive of him playing pinball. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting because you'd think they would realize that that might not be a thing that makes sense for him to be able to do so well. Right. Right. Like, he obviously has heightened senses. Right. And he's he's unaware of everything, but somehow he still manages to play pinball, which, uh, right. yeah. So, yeah, they very much project, like, their normal, like, template onto him. Like, oh, he should be doing these things, and we're going to completely ignore the abilities he does have, the things he's interested in, which is definitely a theme throughout this entire album. Yeah. And just, like, how they, he doesn't experience the world the way I experience the world, so he is wrong, and we have to fix him, is how they see him. Mm-hmm. It really sucks. And I think that's how... It does. Differ, different ability aside, like, that's a lot of times how parents see their kids. Not a lot of times, but it happens. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So then the chorus repeats. We are again wondering how can Tommy be saved from the eternal grave? Newsflash, you can't be. We're all doomed to the eternal grave. Right. (laughs) We're all going to die. Wait, what? (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, Shit. Uh, We're not supposed to tell Ben. We're not supposed to tell Ben. Uh, Dang it. Okay. All all of us except for you, Ben. Ben is going to live forever. Okay. Great. Enjoy the heat death of the universe, asshole. (laughs) 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 Just coming up. Um, Anyway, so let's move on to the bridge. I don't want to say it five times, so I'm going to say, Tommy, can you hear me? Is repeated then. At least five times. And then it says, can you hear me? How can he be saved? I, I love this because, like, it seems like they're just being like, hey, hey, Tommy. Hey, Tommy. Tommy. Hey, Tommy. Hey, Tommy. Oh, Tommy. Hey, Tommy. <laughs> and just, like, trying to get a reaction out like of it. Like, the same way over and over and over again. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, try a new yeah. approach. Mm-hmm. Just because I guess they still think maybe he's faking it. It's their fault. You say it's just but. right. You catch him. And then you're like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. No, he could hear the whole time. It's fine. Yeah. The key was <laughs> a little a little lift on the end of Tommy. Just like that little bit of lift. And then he's like, oh, mm-hmm. snap. Yeah, you caught me. I can definitely hear now. It's fine. <laughs> I like. I do like one of them is like, Tommy, can you hear me? <laughs> right. Instead of like, Tommy, can you hear me? Tommy, can you hear me? Like the different entities. <laughs> just like really hitting it. Yeah. Right. Just getting real angry. This time with feeling. <laughs> this time with feeling. Tommy, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yep. And then we move on to the second bridge as sung by Tommy. See me, feel me, touch me, heal me. See me, feel me, touch me, heal me. Exclamation point. Heal me. Yeah. <laughs> so this is Tommy confirming 
I'm not faking this. I want interaction. Mm -hmm. Like, I I want something. And he would like to be healed so that he can do all these things. And meet Jesus. (laughs) And meet Jesus. I do believe that Tommy is singing to Jesus here and is saying, Jesus, look at me. Feel me. Okay. So touch is super important. Obviously. Yes. Especially like with kids and like, especially for him, because that's like his, I mean, that's his whole interaction with the world. So that's how he would feel safe. And if his parents aren't like touching him, like giving him those safe touches and things like that. I'm a teacher. So we talk about things like that, like pressure on the shoulders and all that kind of stuff. Like you, you need that interaction with other people. And if he's not getting that, and that's like the one way that he can communicate with people and his parents are giving him that space, like that sucks. Like he's got to feel super, super alone. Right. Well, and I think, I, I mean, I, you know, the, the rest of the song is, is sort of coming from the uh, dad's perspective. And I feel like it, it's interesting to me that through the whole song, he's just like, how can I get through to my son? And the answer is is pretty simple. Just like, I need that, that human interaction. Mm-hmm. And I think that says a lot about the dad in, in itself, because like, I feel like that's not a thing that a quote unquote normal child has to go out of their way to ask for, right? Like, You just normally, you know, you pick your kids up, you hug them, you interact with them in that way. But here he's like, he's, it's clearly not a thing that's, that's happening Mm -hmm. because he's basically like begging for this because it just does not seem to be happening. So I I found that to be pretty interesting as sort of that bridge of just like, Mm -hmm. like I said, almost just begging for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It reminds me of how parents sometimes... Not all parents, but how I've heard parents of children with autism or who are on the spectrum talk about their kids. Like, they're like, oh, it's just so difficult because my child won't look at me or they don't want me to hug them. And it's like, meet your child where they're at. Like, that's not the only way to interact with a child. It's not the only way to show affection. Meet them where they're comfortable work on your communication and you can find common ground in a lot of ways. I mean, every situation's different. Yeah, there's actually a lot of parallels that are drawn between the story of Tommy and children on the autism spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's a that's a very apt observation yeah, uh, on your part. Yeah, ab- absolutely. My uh, nephew actually uh, has autism. And so, you know, I, I see a lot of the things that my sister goes through, you know, having a son who is autistic and person with autism. I never know which way is the right way and I get it very confused and I apologize to literally everybody I just offended. But it's interesting to see sort of what she talks about in in being the parent to a child with autism. So I also, yeah, I, I definitely got some of that parallel just listening up through to uh, this part in the album where, you know, again, like the the quote unquote normal children, like everybody pretends like that's the easiest thing in the world. But then the moment it's slightly different, it's like, you know, they're and my my sister's very good about it. But there, mm-hmm. you know, she talks a lot about other parents for whom it's like, oh, you know, my child is broken and it's so hard because you know, how do you even deal with that? And she's just like, yeah, you know, it's it's a little different every day. But, you know, you just right. like you said, you meet them in the middle, you meet them where they're comfortable 
and um, you know, then you can you can still have a good relationship with your children. So mm-hmm. yeah, like every child yeah. is so different, and there are going to be varying degrees of like difficulty in all children. Yeah. So I think from here we don't have any new lyrics. No, I don't think so. Well, I think what made me extra sad about the song is, well, like the genius comments are, he cannot hear, speak, or see, and his parents believe that Christmas is a waste of time for him. I'm just like thinking of all these different ways that you could have your child who can still touch, experience Christmas and experience things. I mean, taste and touch are like huge part of things just I mean even with any kinds of kids there's so many different sensory activities you can do like sand boxes with different objects in them like things like that would be huge and super helpful for Tommy obviously it's the 1920s so there's probably I'm trying to think of when the educational researchers really did their work probably after that but anyway but there's not a lot of studies into child psychology because a lot of people just believe that children were empty vessels that you just pour things into and not like actual fully realized creations themselves. So it's probably that same view of he's just an empty tank because we're not able to put any information into him kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a very disappointing, just another way yeah. in one of several, several ways throughout this whole album that the, the parents are super disappointing so ben if you could make a different choice in the narrative of this song or if you could have it go a different way what changes would you make hmm well that's that's a good question because i mean clearly like we've discussed there are some very negative feelings from his parents on on who tommy is and what he can or cannot aspire to including you know not going to hell but, you know, I, I, I don't know necessarily that I would make any changes. I think, and I'm going to get just real music theory nerd up in here. Yes. So when I was listening to this song, there was something about it that I, I, I just, I couldn't quite place my finger on it. So I ended up looking up all the, uh, the chords for this song, and I found it really interesting that despite it being this song about how you know they're not sure how they can reach their son they're not sure how how you know he will you know literally they say be saved you know things like see the light uh, be enlightened all of this stuff the thing that i found really interesting is that there is not a minor chord up until the bridge where he's singing Tommy can you hear me despite the fact that the actual chord progression that you'd use would generally be using an A minor but it uses an A major instead uh, all throughout the verses and so it was really interesting because it makes it this almost hopeful sort of sound even as he's saying you know this is th- this is awful and my son is doomed and hopeless there's still some hope in there. And I think that juxtaposition of what the lyrics are saying and then what the music is doing, I think is actually very interesting. Mm-hmm. And that only then, once you get to that bridge, you get your first uh, G minor chord and a lot of really sort of dissonant sounding chords of this like desperation of like, mm-hmm. I just really want my son to be able to hear me. And... I think through all of that, I don't actually know if there's anything I would 
I would change about this. I mean, that's also me coming at this as like, I really don't know where the song's going, uh, where the album's going, mm-hmm. other than at some point he becomes a pinball wizard. Uh, <laughs> but with all that said, I mean, I don't know that I would really specifically change anything i think it was actually really well done it just took me a you know couple of listens and and sort of digging into the meat of it to really to find the things that made me really appreciate it so yeah i i honestly can't really think of anything i would specifically change in it if you had to guess what would happen in the next couple of songs i won't give you the names of the next couple of songs but if you had to guess like overarchingly in the story what would happen in the next couple of songs knowing that pinball wizard is far away from this one what what would you guess would happen just based off of uh, what you know about it i would guess that basically every song up until pinball wizard probably sucks for tommy that would be my guess that he just you know again having having heard pinball wizard and the tone of that song is very much just like whoa look at this kid we we never expected anything from because you know he's he's deaf and he's blind and you know it's just this amazing and wonderful huge thing that this kid is able to not only play pinball but play it really well i sort of take that as even before i had heard any of the rest of this album i sort of take that as this like this is the one thing he's got. Like up until that point, he is that that sort of waste of space that his his father describes him as. And I have this feeling that up until he shows off that that one thing he's got, I would imagine his life sucks up until the track Pinball Wizard. All right. I mean, you're not you're not wrong. It starts to go real pear-shaped real fast. Yeah. And we will talk about that more uh, next week with Cousin Kevin. Ben, if our listeners wanted more of you in their lives, where could they find you? So you can follow my personal Twitter account. Uh, that is at Ben underscore ETC. It's Ben, etc. You can follow my other podcasts at Twitter at Back to Futurama and at any album, the latter of which really does not get many updates these days, but I'm still kind of pushing for season two at some point, but you can follow. Uh, You look pretty excited about that one there. I am very excited about the idea of a season two. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you can follow both of those. And, yeah, just keep an eye out for, like I said, we've got, I think, 12 episodes left of Futurama. So uh, wow, after that point, suffer. we will be moving on to the next thing. So, you know, you can keep an eye out at the Back to the Futurama Twitter. We'll be spamming everybody with what our next project's going to be after that. So Nice. Well, I look forward to it whatever that next project is as always you can find us at concept podcast on twitter you can send us an email at conpodceptcast at gmail.com you can find me on twitter at dantendo64 and you can find me at adil's warlock and uh, thank you all so much for listening ben thank you so much for joining us today yeah thank you for inviting me and letting me talk about music theory so that was of fun of course it was awesome <laughs> i loved it it was And uh, we'll see you all next week. Bye. 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 Bye.